Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Recorded live. On the record, I'm Brother Priest. Today is January 22nd, 2018. This is Seed Thought. Um... Let's see who's on the line. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, boy. Please bear with me a moment. I'm trying to see the screen. So, um, give me a moment. Well, I can't see it for some reason, so... Um, anyway, Sister Shanice, you there? Okay, now I can see it. Sister Shanice, you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you, sister? I'm doing fine. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um... Brother Eric. Shalom, yes, sir. Um, how about the situation? How's your mother? Uh, she's still day to day. They just, uh, yeah, they just making uh, everyday, uh, what how they say, comfortable as possible. So they, you know, they just. Keep on these uh, on the uh, meth. What I think is uh, meth, meth, methoid, uh, meth, meth, something, methadone, morphine, morphine. They just keep on the morphine. With with that idea. Um, brother, brother Eric's mother is in the hospital, and. Uh, she wasn't expecting to it yesterday, and uh, praise the Lord that she is uh, still has a So please keep Brother Eric's mother in your prayers and positive energy. Um, 
it's something that we all need to be mindful of. Uh, let's see. North New Jersey. Brother Trevon, are you there? Shalom, brother. I'm here. Shalom. So, uh, how was your break, brother? Um, the break was good, you know. I had a little time to um, work on some projects and um, rest a little bit. Just a little bit. Not much, but other than that, it was fine. That's good. That's good. Um, Brother Montavious, how was your break? Okay, um, hold on. What'd you say? Um, all righty. Um, 
Rami, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. How was your break, brother? Well, man, I've been uh, sick most of the time. Um, other than that, still dealing with situation uh, occurs with my job and stuff. Uh, just driving back and forth. Um, then uh, today I was called a bad father, which it, it kind of hurt my feelings, uh, which it shouldn't. But um, But other than all that, I'm I'm alive, and I'm grateful for that. Not you. So, whoever called you a bad father, do they actually know what you do for your child? <laughs> yeah. So, let me say this, because I'm not trying to get too deep into your business, but I know what. I know what you do, and you work hard to do it. That's not a bad father. So don't let anybody tell you differently because it's going to hurt. I understand particularly certain type of people, like if it's the baby mama, it will hurt. But, brother, you are doing a hell of a lot more than most Negro men. And if they can't appreciate that, that's their fault. Because there ain't no way in the world somebody can convince me that a brother that's traveling two hours to get to work, working eight hours or more a day, traveling two more hours to get back home every day and, and paying child support, that's a bad father. Huh? That's crazy. Brother Priest, I do more than that, Brother Priest. I know you do, but I'm trying not to say too much of your business on the line. I know you do because we've talked. But but for somebody to think that, man, some, something's wrong with them. Because there's a whole lot of Negroes out here that don't give a damn about their children and don't give a damn about trying to provide child support. And then you even will drive a couple of hours or whatever to see your child. So, I mean, come on, man. Whatever. Just let it blow out one ear and the other, brother. Um, Thank you. you. Yes, sir. The truth is the truth. I ain't trying to gas you up. I'll just tell the truth. So, we um, lost a couple of people in the nation. And I want to say this. Unfortunately, Negro men, excuse my language, we need our asses kicked. The alternative is death. Because 
the same thing Negroes do, Negro men do to the sisters, they do it to their own damn self when it comes to nation building and moving forward to serve the Most High Almighty the correct way. Not all this bunch of this idolatry and, you know, the Christian church will accept you. You know, you can be a whore, a pimp, a drug dealer. You know the guy Bumpy Johnson? Everybody, anybody has not heard of Bumpy Johnson? Shalom, brother. No, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him. Brother Well, he was a big-time New York drug dealer, Negro drug dealer. And um, he would go to church on Sunday and put money in the church. And all of them knew he was a drug dealer. Christian church will accept you for that foolishness. And... I'm not saying that everybody in the Christian church is, is is bad, but I'll tell you this. They accept more filth and foolishness because fundamentally they don't believe that you can sin. And they teach people that no, no, they teach people that everything you do is okay. No matter how wicked, you are. It's fine. It's fine. One moment. So, um, the thing is, we don't want to commit to things as men that we are not going to see through. And too many times we have abandoned sisters. Look at the school system in the United States of America. The Negro sisters, Negroes and Latino sisters, graduate from college at a higher rate. So I used to look at this and say, okay, well, this education, this and that. But I started looking at the pattern in these Negroes. Not only do they abandon their woman, they abandon their own education. <laughs> they abandon their own future. They're abandoning their own building for, for their children and their children's children. They're abandoning serving the most high, for real. Now, that's crazy. That is crazy. 
EK, do you see what I'm saying? Shalom, I do. And, you know, this is why, like, I often think about this, right? Because it's like this, and this is not to take anything away from this man. This Caucasian man and these foreign nations, they fundamentally understand something that our brothers, with all due respect, some of them, not all, don't understand, which is it's like they understand that they got industries that cater to land, air, and water. They got the transportation systems, the buses, the trains, the taxi cabs, the automobiles, whatever you name it, right? Then they got airlines. Then they got ships. They got all these different industries that's allowing them to, quote-unquote, survive off of their commercial activities with one another. But this is the other thing, too. Like, okay, we live in a time where, like, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, right? It's cool. But at the same time, people that go to school, that college system is not really designed for people to really work for somebody for the rest of their lives. There's so many countless people that go there that end up getting these degrees from all these other different nations, and they go back to their home countries or some here and start their own businesses, employ everybody else. But our people don't want to do that, right? And it's like, at what point do we start to say, look, it's no different that you have all, like, for example, all these Chinese kids that come, right, they go to these schools, they get these degrees, they do what they got to do, but then they go back, and then they create all these industries, and who do you think they're predators to? See, and then it's like, we don't make that connection. And then we sit here, our brothers and some of us sit here, and we blame other people for our own lack of progression, when in reality, they're not even oppressing us as much as we really think. We're the ones oppressing ourselves. I mean, they, they, let, they gave us that freedom over 100, over 200 years ago, but we're not doing anything with it. And it's like, I'm not trying to sound preacher with anything, but it's just like, it, it, whenever I hear these things or, and, I, and I ponder on these things, it just really makes me think like, man, like we really have a long way to go. But it's like, yeah, you got some of our people that will get these degrees, but then they'll turn their back on their own people. So it's like, which one is it? You're going to work for him, for that Caucasian man, and he's not going to treat you any better. But you have all this knowledge, you can't bring it back to your people and start your own. And then you actually get more respect that way when you can circulate amongst your people and, and actually know where the fruits of your labor is going. So it's a choice. People have a choice. And they don't get to pick the consequences, but they do nevertheless have a choice. And they can't blame other people outside of themselves if they make that unnecessary choice. Now you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying it's a pattern with our our brothers, and it's time to put a foot in their behind. Because Donald Trump is really gonna turn this heat up real hot. It's about to get real hot out here, and be, because what he did with these laws last year, what he did with cutting the um the welfare plans and stuff, and, and it's gonna get it's gonna get bad, and. As the pressure gets turned up, 
we have to pull together, not try to run away. We got to stick together. We got to commune. But you got to cut out, we got to cut out these nasty attitudes and behaviors. We got to cut that out. Because it's wrong and there's no place for that with any constructive, civilized body of people. The good thing is we're moving towards that direction. And for me, every time somebody uh, leaves or is put out, for me, I count that as a blessing. And I count it as a blessing because I don't wish them no ill will. But sometimes dealing with Negroes is a headache. And no, not sometimes. All of the time dealing with Negroes is a headache. And particularly those of us who think we're so righteous. And we're not. We don't even have common decency half of the time to know how to treat people on a daily basis. You know, we, we I, I've been on Facebook and I see people picking arguments, looking for arguments. They'll throw out scripture. Oh, what about this scripture? To bait somebody in just to debate and argue and find, and create another enemy of their own people. That's why here we don't teach that foolishness. It ain't about that. That's why, listen, historically, I want to make this clear so that you can share this with the people that are around you. If they have questions about who we are or whatever, it's not about quoting scripture. That impresses people. If you can't live it, what good does it make that you can quote it? Well, here's the real problem. The people in the scriptures did not teach the scriptures. They couldn't have because they were writing it as they were living it. Now, they would use it as examples to show other people what we what we have accomplished, what we have failed at, the things that we went wrong. We stuck to actual scholastic uh, actual scholastic career. We taught science, mathematics, we taught law, commerce. Mighty funny, you go to these Jewish yeshivas what are they teaching? They're teaching commerce, law, science, mathematics, language, those things. That's what they're teaching. When they teach from Scripture, they only refer to the Scriptures for historical references and to point out the laws. They don't teach like how you see these people on the streets or in these church churches. Because that's the real way that it's always been taught. There's a place for preaching, don't get me wrong. Because those are like um pep rallies. That's basically what they are. They're to um get your spirits up and that's fine. You you need that. We need that. But when that's your form of teaching, 
or your so-called form of teaching, you got a problem. I'm saying our brothers, we we have at large a bunch of quitters. They abandon their women. They abandon their nation. They abandon their education. We have to sift through them and get the best out of the bunch. Hope you all hear me about that. I want to encourage, you know what, Sister Shanice, what are your thoughts on this? Hello? Yes, ma'am. Um... I just think, like, you have to take care. If you can't take care of your family, you're not going to be able to take care of your people. I think um, I don't really know what to say. You said plenty with that statement, sister. (laughs) That was great. That's right. If you can't take care of your family, you can't take care of your people. That is excellent. And it's sad. It's sad. But the good thing is you got good people. We got good people here. And the Lord just continues to knock those out, out and off, off course, that need to go off course and go on about their business and tend to their own foolishness. That's just the that's just nature taking its course. Trevon, what are your thoughts on that, brother? Uh, I I don't have any thoughts right now. I'm just listening and just taking it in. All righty, brother. Um, This year, I'm making it a point to come city to city, state to state, to where everybody is. I'm having a slight struggle because of my mother-in-law situation, but the spirit has been in me just struggling to get out and go spread this message and uh, unlike on the street level. Not, I don't mean going out there preaching on the streets, but I mean, you know, um, reaching, doing outreach, going and helping people, helping to feed people, clothe people, and give study groups do study groups and spread the word. And the real word is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm not talking about some place up in the clouds. I'm talking about self-government. If you don't play your role in a body of people, 
you hurt that body of people when you're a slacker. And there's time out for that. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I want to set this up so that everybody can keep this fresh in your mind. I'm going to talk about briefly what took place during the time of the Christ. Understand that the um, <clears throat> the land of Israel had been split into two kingdoms after King Solomon died. The lower kingdom was Judah. The upper kingdom was Israel. So thousands of years later, when Yeshua comes on the scene, They're under Roman enslavement. Our people are under Roman enslavement in their own land. And that's when they changed the name, if I remember correctly, to Palestine. That's when they first did it. That's when they introduced Palestine during that time. Anyhow, The kingdoms are split. The Israelites are enslaved in their own homeland. And here comes this man talking about the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is this going to do to the minds of the of the religious individuals? It's going to do what it's always done is make them look up in the clouds. But why is this man saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand? He can't be talking about a place in the sky. He's not talking about a place in the sky. So I did a podcast on the uh, Illuminati. Well, it was EK and I, Illuminati Global Identity Theft. And I just wanted to go over that briefly to remind people of um, what happened. So... Understand, they're enslaved in their own homeland. The kingdoms have been divided. And what he was preaching is bringing the two kingdoms back together to rule under a heavenly government on earth. That's what it was all about. So if you are out here and he's saying, those of you who don't preach this law, you will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. Meaning, if we're going to build a kingdom, a government runs a kingdom. And if you want to preach to the people to disobey the laws, you're going to be the least amongst the people. You're going to be a transgressor, you're going to be a criminal. And we're going to deal with you like criminals. What are your thoughts on that, Sister Nisha? I think it's right on, on uh, it makes total sense. It's, it's common sense when you actually put it in context. And what I really what I really feel bad for is the people that think that they are teaching the law and don't realize that they're teaching it from an idolatrous standpoint, that they really have no idea what they're 
they're they're talking about or attempting to teach and I feel bad for them if they can't hear the correction, but then I also understand that the Most High hardens whoever heart he chooses to harden and opens whoever's ears he chooses to open. Um, So my heart tends to ache when I see how many people don't get it and how many people refuse to get it and don't want to get it. And because of that stubbornness, we'll be possibly left in a sort of purgatory-type environment. But what you're saying, it makes total sense to me, and I'm sure to everybody on the line. Um, We have a very tough assignment ahead of us. This is not going to be a a cakewalk. I yield. Praise the Lord. Believe me, it is not a cakewalk. It gets easier as we go along and we come together more. But you're going to have some tough times. You know, for me, listen, this is how, I, I, I'm telling you, I have suffered in doing this. But I have suffered with a smile on my face and with joy in my heart because it really does not bother me. <laughs> like... I probably get as much joy out of working to continue to build this nation in the pain as I do with in, in the rewards. Seriously, because to me, Romney, I said this to me. He was like, "I don't understand how these guys don't see what I see." This is what he said. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, I I get what he's saying, but like the sister just said, some people's hearts are hardened, some people are blind. They want to go around worshiping the book. They want to go and look like they're true followers. If you don't have on your fringes, you're not a real Hebrew. If you don't pronounce the names and the words just like this, you're not a real Hebrew. You're you're lost. Blessed are the peacemakers. That's what the scripture says. That's what Yeshua says. Blessed are the peacemakers. So what are these guys doing? They're deliberately bringing discord and strife amongst one another based on pronunciations of words, based on Uh, dialects of language, shouldn't we be able to rise above that to a universal truth and see past the differences of dialects and what have you? I would think so. What are your thoughts, Brahmya? Absolutely right, Brother Priest. I was just having this conversation with a brother the other day, and I told him, you know, how can you say that you fall into Christ when you're saying that you hate white people? You know, I understand what they have done. You know, yeah, it'll anger you, but what did the Christ do? The Christ came and went out to them, call them all type of names and disrespect them. Nah. You know, it's a time, Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes, 
Ecclesiastes, well, Ecclesi says there's a time for war, there's a time to love, to to talk, there's a time to uh, there's a time for everything. So why would you go at these people and and do this? You know, you're calling these sisters, no no offense, bitches and whores. But why would you call them that? You know, but you call yourself a man of Yah. You're saying that you follow the Christ. You don't stand in honor. You actually, you, you're walking around like the Sadducees and the and Pharisees. You, you're nothing like the Christ. And I you. Very well put, brother. Very well put. Wow. Speaking of that. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I see some other people on the line. Um, I see. Well, I'm not sure who this might be. It could be a couple of people. Central Minnesota. That's me, brother. Brother Shane. Shalom, brother. Shalom. One, two, three. Okay, that's... Brother Alex, that's you? Shalom, please. How you doing? Yes, it's me. I'm all right, brother. Hanging in there. So, um, okay, so let's dig this. Dig this. Okay. There's an almighty creator. There's a, a higher power. We have what we call, what they call names for the most high, which are not names. They're attributes. They're descriptions. That's a better way to say it. Their descriptions. This is why this nation must understand where we stand apart. You will argue over a name and go to blows. Our people. Because they're worshiping their own invention of a religion. They're not following the truth. They're worshiping idolatry. They might have bits and pieces of truth. They might have large hunks of truth. Great. But the core of it, the core of it, there's a difference in a name and an attribute when you break it down to a definition versus a name. A description versus a name. Names can be descriptive. Names can be used as attributes. But when you're talking about a description or a definition versus the name, you got to see there's a small difference here. So then there's nothing to argue about. What is there to argue about? We, we as Hebrews, we all agree the Most High. We say the Most High Almighty. But we know what we're talking about. Or at least some of us doing. <laughs> you know, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the creator, the higher power, the higher power in the universe. Okay? Now, if 
I were to say the high the higher power. What's the difference in that than me saying the most high? Nothing because I'm giving descriptions and definitions or characteristics of attributes. A characteristic of an attribute in reference to the creator is me saying higher power. Okay, now, in the Hebrew language, Allah, in various dialects, Allah or Allah or Allah means higher power or the the most um, highest power, the creator. So is Allah a name? Is Allah, as they say in Arabic, is that a name? I looked up the word many, many years ago. My teachers had us look up the word Allah. It translates as God. So is so when when a when a Muslim is saying Allahu Akbar, he's saying God is great. So wait a minute. You and I know that they well most of us anyway, those Muslims know that they're saying God is great. Can anybody say that they don't know that? Is there anybody here that does not know that? Now watch this. So God's name is God? Really? God's name is God. Okay, so you're telling me that God's name is God. That's what the word literally means. When what the word means is actually a definition and not a name. Brother Eric, you understand what I'm saying? What are your thoughts? Shalom. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm traveling. Uh, they, they, a lot of people, they, like you saying, they, they, I mean, it's, they take the wrong thing too serious. And, uh, you know, if they just looked at the whole matter and what it, what is, what it stands for instead of, you know, getting getting words confused, or you try to be proper, or you know, or, or you don't, you know. I mean, I well, I know what I'm saying. Well, my my thoughts, my my thoughts ain't together right now. But uh, it, it's it's uh I, I don't lost my chain of thought. It's got a lot going on, but uh. I, I I can't explain it right now. I thought I, I started off, but I just slipped my mind with that idea. So I'm just thinking. Let's look at this again. 
Allahu Akbar in Arabic means God is great. So they call the creator Allah, and they say that that's the creator's name. But by definition, it means God, and uh, God, by definition, is, is a being with force, power, and might. So really, that's not the creator's name. It is a description. It is a definition. Trevon, what are your thoughts? No, I, I totally agree. You know, um, a lot of folks always refer to God as a man, but he's not a not a man. He's an energy source, a power. With that, I with that I yield. Praise the Lord. Now, yeah, the the thing is, the Most High. Maybe we could say is a deity, but a God being a being with with having power, a being that has power intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, a connotation is a man. But by what we're trying to, when we're trying to put that term God on the creator, that's what we're messing up. Because really a God is one that achieves the status of a master teacher and one who can reproduce themselves through their teaching. So the creator says, the most high almighty says, thou shalt not and thou shalt. Don't do this. And you can do this. There are several different attributes used throughout history pertaining to the creator. But thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. And what do they turn around and do? They come up with a pronunciation. They call it the real true name. And they use it for vain purposes. Now, this cannot be the real people teaching the real truth. Because if they were, most likely they would have been taught just like how we are talking about here today. Brother Alex, do you hear what I'm saying? What are your thoughts? Brother Priest, yes, I definitely hear you. Uh, you know, uh, you know, just listening to you and everything, 
I mean, you know, a lot of people think they know the correct name, and a lot of people say it's this name, it's that name, Yahweh. Because I'd be in a barbershop listening to a lot of people, but at the end of the day, everybody thinks they're right. Everybody thinks they got the right name. Everybody thinks they got the, you know, the supreme name, and they calling on a God, and they're trying to do right. But the thing about it, our people, as a people, we really just don't know, you know, because we really haven't done the research. We haven't done the study. You know, we listen to preachers and people that came our way trying to give us the right truth that really wasn't leading the right way towards leading us all in the wrong way, which is we don't know. We don't even know, like you were saying. So I don't know. I just think with all of us, like the most high totals, if you really want to find truth, he would definitely, you know, come to you. Like he said, you take one step, I'll take two. So you definitely will find the truth. And I yield. That's all I have. Praise the Lord. And, you know, when you run into these people, oh, no, we have the one true pronunciation. And throughout history, they've been saying you you can't pronounce the the tetragrammation or the four letters that people translate to be Yahweh, whatever you know, Jehovah, Yehovah, Yahuwah, whatever, right? So here's the very reason why you shouldn't try to be pronouncing a name because they take it and they make it into a vain creation. But if you meet up with your brothers and sisters and you see that they get the principle, if they get the actual comprehension of the attributes of the Most High, that's what matters. That's what matters. So look, if I run into somebody on the street and be like, and they're like, the only real pronunciation of God's name is uh, Yahweh. If you don't use the word Yahweh, if you don't use Jesus, you're lost. Immediately, I understand that to translate to be that this individual is following idolatry. Because there's nothing to argue about if I give a description of an almighty powerful creator and you give a different description. Brother DeShane, what are your thoughts on this? Shalom, brother. Um... Yeah, at the end of the day, it it wouldn't matter, um, especially with someone of the same uh, background, nation, someone that's supposed to be following the same orders, like that the names, and that's like the, that's yeah the religions and stuff. That's that's what uh, is big on that too. Like I never really got into it like that. So, but the names. Uh, I don't know, brother. How you, brother? Well, thank you, brother. You said enough, brother. You, you were, that was pretty clear. The point is, 
people really believe in total fantasies as their reality. It's not up for us to judge them. Let's look at their character. Let's look at their conduct. Let's look at their heart. Where are they in those areas? If they don't have this information, but you know they're a sincere truth seeker, then it's not for us to go to try to sell them religion or sell them this is the truth, the Hebrew faith, or kill them if they don't accept it. That's not up to us to do that. You know, we should be beacons of light. We should be kind and strong at the same time. And not just somebody said something. Dealing with what a lot of these Hebrews, unfortunately, Hebrews on the street have become the face of Hebrews. They are a tiny percentage of the Hebrews, a Hebrew faith, and they're a tiny percentage of Hebrews in North America. And they had their good points. Yes, they do. But, you know, um, they're stirring up a lot of hate. And they're teaching some things that are false. So Ramya is talking about how can they represent the Christ and claim they do and then hate Caucasian. Now, listen. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't take any name that you put on the Lord and use it for vain purposes. Whenever there's a thou shalt not, that's something we shouldn't do. Whenever there's a thou shalt that's something we it is permissible for us to do. Now watch this. What happened in the beginning of the scriptures when the Most High said, don't do this with this tree and over here, this other tree, you can do this. Don't do this. Do do this. Well, let me ask anybody to think of this in your mind. Just think about this in your mind. When the people that we're saying were, were, were we're describing as Adam and Eve, when they ate of the tree that they were told not to eat of, question is, were they blessed or were they cursed for it? Now, anybody that's ever read this book, you have been to church, you know that it, the scriptures say they were cursed for it. Why were, they, why were they cursed? Because they were told, thou shalt not. Now, what do you think is going to happen to a people that are teaching you to do something that the scripture says thou shalt not do? Uh, Sister Crystal, what are your thoughts on that? 
Sister Crystal there. Oh, wait a minute. This brother, um, who is this? Is this Gavin, Brother Gavin? Yes, brother. Shalom. Shalom, nation. Brother Gavin. Shalom, brother. How long have you been here? I came in when you were talking, so I didn't want to disrespect it. Uh, 40, about 40 minutes after. About. 40 minutes actually, after? Yeah, after 8, it was like 8.40. I was actually, uh, I was coming from somewhere, and I, as I was driving, I remembered that uh, chime on. Um, I was actually in the midst of doing some business transactions. Very sorry about the tardiness. Okay, brother. Haramya, what happens when somebody does something that they're told thou shalt not? What do you think will be their future? Um, well, they will get punished for it. Not you. They will get punished for it. First, first you get a stinker on fire, <laughs> and then you get punished. And the next thing is death. <laughs> okay, now listen. Listen. Hebrew lights on the street teach that all Caucasians are white uh, white people so-called white people are Edomites. That's what they teach. And they teach you to hate Edomites. So in in other words, hate all white people. Now listen to what the scriptures teaches you. Deuteronomy 23 and 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, or in other words, thou shalt not hate an Edomite. Why? It reads on as follows, for he is thy brother. What else does it say? Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian. Thou shalt not hate an Egyptian. You have people that are telling you to hate Edomites, and then all Edomites are all white people, so-called white people. So hate all white people. Now, I just read it for you right out of the scriptures. Now, why in the hell is it? How do you justify? How can you justify teaching hate Edomites when it says thou shalt not? Look, if a Christian did that, you know they'd be all over them. When Christians talk about we only go by the, the New Testament, they are jumping on these people and trying to beat the hell out of them. But when you do it and you teach people to hate Edomites, what do you think the future of those people that accept that foolishness is going to be? Sister Anisha, what are your thoughts? Death. They're killing them already on the street. And they're, they're, they, it looks like they're putting the microscope on 
to look for people with that thought process and this natural man and traveling on the land and my right to travel. And it looks like they're putting the microscope out to look for these people and lock them up. If, the, if it's not going to be a, I mean, I know we're already civilly mortused. And I know we're already in a form of bond servitude, but if we're noticing and we're paying attention, we'll see that there's levels to this game. So you might have a bond servitude where you are allowed to freely roam in the cities, in the jails, without bars. But when you become disruptive, especially to the system, then they round you up and they put you in a cell and they pimp you out for slave labor. So then that's another form of dying, of death. And if you're really that unruly to where they can't even detain you and take you in or they don't want to feel like even being bothered to do so, they'll shoot you down like a dog in the street. Then that's a physical death. So... That's what I think will inevitably happen to these these people that continue to teach hate uh, instead of tolerance and love for your community. You don't have to hate anyone around you to love your community. And and sir, I had um two questions for you. Um but I don't want to go off topic. So when I can ask them, if you'll allow me, I would like to do so. I yield. Go ahead, sister. I was going to ask the phrase, um, does that mean all praises due to the most high? I couldn't remember. And, the star of David, um, I was seeing some of the um, similarities in what they're doing with the name of the Most High, similar to what they're doing with the symbol of the rainbow, similar to what they're doing with the star of David. And I was wondering if you saw any parallel between that as well. I you? Wow. Um, you said alhamdulillah. I think that I think that does mean all uh, praises due to Allah. I can't remember myself, but um, I think that is what it means. Far as the Star of David, the Star of David, so that if you haven't heard us talk about this, we're going to go over that again since you have. The Star of David is a signature. It's David's signature. That's what it actually is. And it's a seal. So he used that to write contracts. Wow. He, used that, he used that for mortgages. He used to go on mortgage land and purchase land. He that's what the seal of the nation. Okay. What has happened is there are a group of 
Hebrews that are trying to say that that's the star of Moloch. And that it's an evil idol god worshiping um, thing. Here's what here's what they're not understanding. We originally, obviously, David originated the symbol. It's his name. Mm-hmm. It's two Hebrew letters put uh, superimposed upon one another. Wow. Okay, now. What they have, what happened was, um, all right, remember, um, during the time of the golden calf, where they were worshiping the golden calf, if you actually know what a calf is, what a calf is, you will be able to relate it to two different animals, which really, they're very similar animals, but both of them are called calves. The goat family or the bull-cow family. You can have a baby calf. The goat calf would have become that uh, Balfamet eventually throughout time. The Balfamet in the star would be the calf. But what the Israelites did is we took David's name. Well, it wasn't even David's name during that time. I'm sorry. But eventually this became um David's name because remember David's name wasn't originally David. Did anybody know that? No, I didn't. What was nobody knew that? Nope. No, sir. Nope. Okay. Anyway, it eventually I'm not gonna go into that today because it's too deep. Anyway, um, you okay. sit down here and explain that, and it's just too much. But anyway, Solomon's, Solomon's name wasn't Solomon either. So, anyway, wow, Damn. Um, what happened was, I'll give you a good a, a good example so you can see. Remember, Jacob became he his name was Jacob and then he became Israel. Now that same situation took place several different times. What happens when you come into a certain spiritual awakening? You have a slave name or a birth name and then you might take on a attribute of the most high almighty. So that's a short version. Now look During that time, we took our signet representing law, covenant, which eventually became the star, or the said star, and we went into other religions 
and created other religions and created other idolatries. And we brought that star with us. So we corrupted it. That's what really happened. That's what's written in the scriptures. But when you, so the sister asked, well, do I see them doing the same thing with the star David? Yes. What they're doing is they're taking these things in vain. And plus they don't understand that it's not an S-T-A-R. It's an S-T-A-R-R. That's why they think it's a, they think it's representing the star up in the, in the sky or something. It's an S-T-A-R-R. Signature seal. It's a seal. It's a seal of the bond for us to follow the government, laws, statutes, commandments of our forefathers, the Most High Almighty. That's what it actually is. So what they want to do is they want to find any reason why they they can say, see, uh, we're the real prophets because we know that that's actually a devil symbol. And you all are still following the devil symbol. Again, you don't understand definition. You don't understand the law. You don't understand the attributes of this symbol. So you make up stuff and use it for vain purposes. I hope that made sense. E.K., what's on your mind? Yeah, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people can turn anything into an idol god, and that's why, I mean, it was talked about in Exodus, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain because of these type of situations. You know, because you can't just say the Most High has one name because then that means you're limiting the whole expression of his of his being, you know, is more than that. It's, it's you know, it, it encompasses almost everything that we practically do. So to have just one sole name doesn't 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 add up, and that's why you know it's like, um, you know, scriptures always always points back to like study to show thyself approved. You know, and don't want to go out here just because, you know, you have a bit of information about, you know, a certain attribute, and then next thing you know, that turns into a name, and then everyone starts preaching and saying that's the name of the Most High. I found out the name of the Most High. It's like, no, that's not how it is. That's not how it works. You know, and so that's why, you know, it's just, yeah, I think it's just, you know, you just have to be mindful of that, and we have to be like, make sure that we don't fall into those traps as well because, you know, there's people that that just like to hear themselves preach out in the streets and then they try to gather followers and the next thing you know, everyone wants to worship them and then they turn into an idol god. And that's just that's just the wrong way to go, you know, in doing this work. So, um, yeah, you know, that's pretty much what I got, brother, not you. Praise the Lord. So, what has happened is there are those who have deviated from the original faith. 
The original faith, let me just really stress this, because the job that we must do, brothers and sisters, is psychological surgery. You got to break this idea. Excuse me, what was that? Sorry about that. Oh, I thought you said something. Okay. It is psychological surgery. It does not heal overnight. It does not heal instantly. Not that it can't. It could. And and sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you immediately wake up when you hear the truth. That happens. But understand, people that believe in, they believe in words as their God, pronunciations as their God, clothing, style of clothing as their God. (laughs) We have a culture that's Hebrew. We have a style of dress, clothing, garbs that are Hebrew. That's culture. That's not the creator. That's part of our culture. So they will worship the guards and then say, you're not a real Hebrew if you're not wearing them. When in reality, you're not supposed to be wearing them until you are a real Hebrew. And if you were a real Hebrew, you would not be thinking that these garbs make you a real Hebrew. That's just like saying I'm going to wear uh, a cap and gown to work at the local McDonald's. That makes no damn sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm supposed to go to work at McDonald's wearing a McDonald's uniform. Okay. Culturally, we're supposed to earn those garments. We're supposed to earn those garments, make them a part of our cultural practices so that we are culturally dressing like this in our own schools, in our own hospitals, in our own um, community. That's the order that it should come in. But again, people have deviated from the original faith. The original faith is laws, statutes, commandments, government platform. It's not a damn religion. Now, we do things repetitiously, which you would think is um, religious-like because you do things repetitiously, like you might have prayer, you might have dietary programs. Yes, that's culture. But we got a big fail. First Timothy four and one. And by the way, we gotta start getting get back to taking down notes, you all, because I can't we gotta take notes. Write down things that stand out to you. First Timothy four and one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly 
that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So here you people make mischief with this verse. First of all, you got to know what the original faith was so that you know you can recognize when people have departed from it. Obviously, Christians have departed from it. Obviously, Muslims have departed from it. Obviously, Hebrews have departed from it. Why? Particularly with Christians and Hebrews. Everybody else is a devil. Everybody outside of their camp is a devil. So they have been seduced and have seduced people into accepting preaching doctrines of devils that makes everybody else other than you a devil. And they're out here seducing people, getting them away from the original faith, getting them away from government, law, commerce, law, statutes, and commandments, getting them away from it, and has them, thou shalt not hate an Edomite, thou shalt not hate an Egyptian. Now, who is it walking around that's telling you hate Africans and hate Caucasian people? If you're a Hebrew, you're supposed to hate Africans and hate Caucasian people. Who is it that's walking around saying they these people over here are devils? These people over here are devils. What is their doctrine? There's a doctrine of devils. They keep preaching devil this, devil this, devil that, devil that. What do they do with that preaching? What do they do with that doctrine? They seduce many people's spirits into following that. Now, I'm reading it right out the book. <laughs> so it's not me saying this. It's me looking at this, seeing them do this, and then recognizing who they are. That's not hard. What are your thoughts, Ramya? What are your thoughts, Sister Nisha? Oh my. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the um yes, sir. They do um you know what's really funny? I was in this group on Google Plus, um and this gentleman I got into like a little heated conversation with a a group of brothers in 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 this particular this other group which one of the guys ended up following me into another group and, you know, started commenting on, okay, one group is called Black Diamonds on Google, Google Plus, and the other group is called Black Love. And so in the group Black Diamonds, there was a pic of me that someone posted where it had, you know, a black woman with a French manicure on her toes, um, basically stomping down on this 
blonde white woman, um, and the mind was saying, sisters, it's time to crush the European stereotype of beauty that has been forced upon you. Embrace yourself. You know what I mean? So I thought it was really, really positive. And a lot of people start, thought it was really, really positive. And then you have these group of Negro males come in. And then, they're, I mean, they're trying to, I mean, the, the sister's foot was beautiful to me. The French manicure was popping. And, you know, they're trying to snap jokes and stuff like that. So basically, I was like, you know, it really shows that, you know, some of our people just really have no class. So you have this positive message for sisters to embrace and love themselves and respecting sisters that embrace and love themselves. And then you have men that swear they're there to give us support, constantly tearing us down, even in the littlest demeaning way possible to make us feel ashamed or less than, you know. And so one of the guys actually followed me from that group back over to the black love group and he commented and I said I said wait a second didn't you say you weren't black and he said yeah I'm not black but I love black people I said well what are you catfishing because your profile picture is of a black man and he was like no I'm not black I'm Egyptian but I'm not racist and I love black people and I just immediately said, holy cow, you just said something so profound, and a lot of people are not going to catch it. So, like, I'm going to point it out. You just said you were Egyptian, not black, but you love black people. And I said, holy cow, I just met an Egyptian more, and he knows it. So either they know that we are not them and they are not us, but they can still deal with us with some dignity and respect. Why can't we do that for others while making sure we love ourselves and build ourselves up? And I'm just looking a little bit further down in First Timothy chapter 4, where I, I mean, I can see, I can see everybody doing everything from verse one down to three, where it's speaking lies and hypocrisy, having your conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth, like I can see it. I see it. I hear. Yeah, there it is. Um, So, again, thou shalt not, but you got a group of people that are seducing countless numbers of people using a doctrine full of devils. Mm, Brother... Uh, Gavin, what what are your thoughts on that?
Yes, brother, I'm here. I'm sorry. I just had you on mute. I was trying to get it off. Yeah, so could you uh, say that last question again, that last part of your question? I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on that? About, you said, how, what's the thoughts about the, the ones who are saying, talking about black devils or stuff like that? Doctrines of devils. Oh, doctrines of devils. Well, you know, like you guys were stating with uh, with the uh, you know the Hebrews that are preaching hate on corners, and you know I put it to parallel to another nation, you know, like another other nations that are preaching against uh, other ethnic groups, like. Um, you know, those who are calling themselves skinheads, Aryan nations, I think those parallels are equal. Um, you know, it's just that one is claiming that they're more right than others. I think what they're absent of is the truth, the truth within the, the knowledge of, um, of you know of, of the facts of you know dealing with etymology you know the history of language and you know dealing with law you know correcting their status you'll find out within correcting your status you know what you need to follow in law in order to be in tune with the universe. I mean, that's how I, I don't know if I made any sense, but that's how I see it in order to be less judgmental or less so-called self-righteous, you know, to to make you feel like, you know, you're better than or you think you're superior than, um, not even knowing yourself as you exist day to day. And that has a lot to do with self-governance. Um, how do you self-govern? You have to know the history behind uh, uh, law, uh, which is which is in tune with the Most High. So a lot of these groups they come together uh, with the same beliefs, and they pick and choose from historical books or uh, factual books uh, to, to, you know, to make themselves look better than the others or uh, make, themselves feel, make themselves feel good, I believe, in uh, what they're believing in. And it gets away from the reality of life we're living in because uh, you know I, I can't lie I listen to a lot of the uh, Hebrew life perspectives a lot of times online or you know living in, in, in New York I, I see them all the time on the corners and you see them and you hear what they're saying when you're walking down the avenue and you're like you know yeah and you hear the people saying you're no different from the hate groups you know that are being targeted and then they try to justify it by using a verse but they pick and choose a verse according to how they feel and believe that um, 
justify what they're saying when it when a lot of part of what they're saying is spewing hating other groups i but at the same time you know i don't see nothing wrong hating something that's evil or the doer of evil you know in order to get rid of it but I just think there's a lot of confusion in the way they're doing it, a lot of these groups. And why is it confusing? Because they don't know the history of righteous law or, you know, law that deals with balance. With that, are you? Thank you, brother. It's okay to hate what people do, but it's not okay to just hate people. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what nationality they are. Right. It's not okay. It's okay to hate what people do. That's fine. But anytime you're teaching hate for races, for nationalities, and you're trying to justify it with some type of God concept, you are in error. Because, look, a, a lot of things are like, uh, let's, let's use this argument, black supremacy, black people being supreme to Caucasians. Do you all know the Nation of Islam taught that the said black man, or they would say the so-called black man's brain weighs more than a white man's brain? Did anybody know that? No, no I didn't. No, sir. Wow. Okay, so they literally taught that. Now, let me show you the flip side. You all know the KKK taught that the white man's brain weighs more than the black man's brain? (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. So... Not that it couldn't be possible. It could be very possible. But I doubt that anybody in the nation of Islam was a brain surgeon and had somebody's brains on ice and actually weighed them. I don't know if they read it in some book or whatever the heck, but I don't have any evidence of it, and I I can't really properly argue that. But here's what I'm saying. If both hate groups are teaching the same thing about one against one another, something is suspicious here. All right. So what has happened? What has happened is we respect the people that came before us, be they Malcolm X, Elijah Muhammad, Noble Drali, Marcus Garvey. Of course we they they fought for us. They they were trying to defend our lives. And they had tools and pieces that we still need and can use. Fine. But when it comes down to really understanding this, really breaking this down, you got Negroes that have taken the scriptures where it says, ye are gods. It's talking about the children of Israel in the Psalms. Ye are gods. They've taken that to me because the children of Israel were quote unquote black. So the black man is God. 
you all see the coalition here where, where this is. You take the children of Israel being black and the description saying ye are God, and all of a sudden the black man is God. Do you all see the relationship here? Anybody not see it? Can you say that one more time? The children of Israel are quote-unquote black. The scripture says ye are gods, children of the most high. This is in Psalms. I'll find it in a second. But it's but the children of Israel are black. The scripture says ye are gods. So they took the black man and said the black man is God. All right. Which they turn around and say the white man is opposite of black, so white man is devil. Okay. I'm not sure if I've ever talked about this before, but I want to show you all what happened. There was a time in our history where if we would have children that come out of the womb that had special needs, that had um, deformities, and any of that. The people around the people that had these children would start to say, you got the devil in you. Okay, now, from an outsider, they don't understand what what we were saying to one another. So from an outsider... If you say you got the devil in you, and then the baby comes out in this pale albino leprous baby, then you call that baby a devil. Obviously, you could twist that. If you understand what we're saying, you have the evil in you that caused this deformity to come out. It's something in you. You got the devil in you. Something in you that you're doing that's not right that created a disease, the child. So now the child comes out and it's an albino child, and then you can look back in history at it and say, oh, see, the white man's the devil. That's what these modern-day Negroes have done to history. Not understanding the history of albinism and leprosy. Because the, the lepers, they were all quarantined. They were, even in our time, in the book of Leviticus 13 and 14, you clearly see that they were quarantined. There have been leper colonies throughout history. Matter of fact, um, parts of Europe were legally and lawfully leper colonies. Legally and lawfully leper colonies. They would run all of these lepers to European countries. Now, if you read that in history from some modern-day individual's mind, and they all twisted this into the, the black man is God, not the white man's devil. Brother Alex, you see what I'm saying?
Brother EK, you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? Yeah, because, you know, that in of itself, you know, turning that whole idea, you know, the black man is God is also an idol God in of itself, you know, because now you feel like you're so superior than a whole other body of people that may have a different skin hue than you or skin complexion than you. And in in the scriptures, the most high is not only the most high to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. But again, we did have a fiduciary responsibility. It doesn't mean we're better or above anybody else. And also um, not understanding science and nature in terms of how uh, like you were just talking about and describing how when, you know, certain children were born with certain defects or certain skin uh, skin ailments such as albinism and stuff like that, there's a scientific principle that goes with those type of things. And that's why they was quarantined in certain different climates so those things don't tend to spread. But because over the course of history when this hatred of quote-unquote Caucasian people started to brew, anything that was depicted as being vile or quote-unquote degenerated, you equate that with them being the devil. And that's a doctrine of devil (laughs) that they're even spewing in just that own same uh, context, so to speak. So it's like, you know, that's why... (laughs) You know, and then again, like the scripture even just talks about in First Timothy, like seducing spirits. So they'll use those caveats and they'll seduce the people with more quote unquote justification why you should hate them because they're the devil based on what they've, based on genetically what happened, based on how they've been genetically predisposed to certain health conditions that rendered them to be what they was doing or being sometimes. So all these different things that, you know, like, our people can't really look at history in those lens, so to speak. And that's where that lack of comprehension stems from, you know. So, um, yeah, I just think um, people just, like, you know, I, you understand that they've done wicked things quite all right, granted, all right. But look at history objectively so that way you can understand why, you know, things are happening the way they're happening. You. Praise the Lord. So let's follow this. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me read it. First of all, let me go back to what a God is. Listen, we're not talking about the Creator. In the scriptures, there's two words that are used for God. G-O-D, and then that's a capital letter G-O-D, and then there's a lowercase letter G-O-D, but the lowercase letter G-O-D, a word, excuse me, lowercase G-O-D-S is always plural, okay? So when you're reading the scriptures and you're reading the word God, you got to really understand the difference with Hebrew culture and what we 
thought of this word God. We knew that that's not the creator. I just want to make that clear. So so if you if you ever been around five percenters or whatever, or Egyptologists, whoever these people are, they say, I'm God. I'm a God. We're all familiar with somebody that comes around and says, I'm a God. Anybody not familiar with people that do that? Now, listen. They got that misinterpretation of Hebrew culture. They got that from the misinterpretation of the original people, the original inhabitants walking this earth before we were calling ourselves Hebrews. This is how we were thinking. So I want to try to go over this very quickly so you can see this. If a God is a being that has might or power, that is not the creator. You can refer to the creator as a being with might, with almighty power. Fine. But we're, we didn't look at this word God in any type of translation or whatever as being equal to the creator. That's not how we looked at it. So if I come out and say I'm a God, I'm at, from a Hebrew perspective, I'm saying I'm a master teacher, one who can teach and reproduce themselves in teaching, through their teachings. If you're a mother and you're a father and you have children, you have offspring, and you teach your children correctly and you reproduce the good things within yourself, within those children or within your students, and they become civilized, outstanding, sound-minded beings, you could be referred to as a god. Trevon, did that make sense? Trevon, wait a minute. I'm looking at the board now. Who's this in South Carolina? Brother Azim, brother, please. Trevon, brother. Brother Trevon, you let's know brother Trevon. Okay, I'm going to say this again. We looked at the word God, uppercase or lowercase. We looked at it as a master teacher, a being with might, power, knowledge, intelligence, wisdom. If you follow just this one thing and don't, don't, if you don't get anything from this nation, if you get this one word understood, I'm telling you it's going to unlock a whole you're going to understand everything going on in everybody's religion. <laughs> I'm going to read this to you out of the scriptures. And then I'm going to explain it again. Let's see what you get out of this. The Jews answered him. Oh, wait. John chapter 10, 
verses 33 through 35. The Jews answered him. So they're talking to the one we call Jesus today. This is his own people. The Jews answered him saying, for a good work, we we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Now, wait a minute. Let's, let's put this into context here. They're talking to Jesus. They're saying that he's comparing himself to God. He's making himself God. Now, first thing you got to understand, they're under Roman rule. So Roman mythology is in our land, i.e. Roman, Greco-Roman, modern-day Christianity is ancient Greco-Roman mythology. So if you walk into a church right now and you're amongst your own people who are the real Jews and you tell them, I am God, now who's not going to know that they're going to all look at you and say that's blasphemy? Is anybody not following me? Anybody not keeping up with where I'm going? Anybody got a question so far where I'm trying to lead this to? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man maketh thyself God. And Jesus answered them. Now listen what he said. Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. Okay. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. If he did that back then, I'm going to sum this up. Could it possibly mean what he's trying to tell them? I'm saying the same thing that they said in the law that you claim to read and follow. I'm saying the same thing, and you don't understand what I'm saying. You think that I mean something that I don't mean. That's what he's trying to tell them. It's written right there. Now, what is he quoting? He's quoting uh, Psalm 82 and 6. Okay, so what? I have said, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. So all of the children of Israel are gods. But what is it, what is it really saying? <clears throat> Thank you. It's saying all these so-called gods are children of, of, of the Most High. These are master teachers that will reproduce a community of those who submit to the Most High. 
that's a little bit difficult to grasp, but it is not talking about a being that's supposed to be worshipped as the creator. The one that's called Jesus knew that. The reason why people are referring to him as God and people refer to Jesus as God is because they don't even know what the damn word God means. And they definitely don't know what it means to a Hebrew. Brother Eric, that makes sense. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, that that just goes to the uh to uh, the government. You like you say the 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 book is is a way to form government and how they form this government when they when. They formed it. They they dumbed us down. Now even the uh, the ones who teaching us is somewhat illiterate. Now we illiterate, and uh, they trying to make the connection. Far as uh, the government and what what control the government is being a part of of God or. Or they don't even make the refer- reference to the government aspect. They just make the reference toward toward uh, he is the uh, creator of everything, and uh, it is like the blind leading the blind. With that, are you? Praise the Lord. So to make it simple. People are out there teaching falsehoods. They're seducing people's spirits. You go out here and you say to these Negroes in their condition, the white man is the devil. As much as they're killing us in the street, that's really not that hard to conceive of. You can seduce a lot of people with it, and you can probably get a whole lot of followers with it. And you have seen that happen with these groups. But how many of them are going to accept this truth that teaching doctrines of devils, teaching to hate so-called Caucasians as Edomites and to hate Africans, is wrong. Now you got a whole lot of people that don't want to hear it, that have been converted into thinking that way, and now those people that have been teaching that are leading these people to a pit of hell. Anyway, I'm not going to keep us long too much longer. We've been on here almost two hours. We're just coming back. We're going to have a meeting on Thursday on the fellowship line. Everybody, please be there. Thank you for being here today. We'll be back again next week. Shalom.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.